And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Kelly, he scores! Kelly has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day, everybody. I hope everybody's having a good week thus far. Uh, on today's episode, uh, we'll be talking about last night's win, 2-1 win over the Dallas Stars, which the Lightning, I think basically, I think we could agree at this point in the season, has cemented themselves as not only the best team in the division, but the best team in the league. And they have the numbers to back it up at this point in the season. So, and after that, we'll get into the conversation, which I feel is not really much of a conversation at this point in the season. And that is the Vezina Trophy race. I think uh, it is pretty much a one horse race at this point. I, I think unless you have some other information or statistics to back it up, I think we could all agree at this point in the season that Andre Vasilevsky is the no-doubt choice to win the Vezina at once the season concludes. So we'll talk about that and more on today's episode. But first, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, and that is Locker Room. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week or whenever uh, we announce it. We will announce it. Locker Room is the free online app, live audio app, changing the way that we could talk sports. Uh, go, you, you could download it on iOS in the App Store for Apple. Uh, find one of our locker rooms, uh, our Locked On locker rooms. Uh, go on and follow the Locked On Lightning locker room. Uh, we'll, like I said, we'll be putting out shows uh, in the future. We're just working out some production kinks here and there. So once we get the ball rolling on that, uh, keep an eye out on our Twitter page at LO underscore lightning, as well as our Instagram at locked on underscore lightning, uh, when we will be announcing probably most likely we will be doing shows, live shows uh, during games, as well as uh, probably most likely when the playoffs eventually do roll around. We will definitely get in on that. So go ahead and download that today. So the Lightning are coming off a 5-3 win this past Sunday against the Florida Panthers. Lightning are coming to this game 23-6-2 with 47 points uh, with a record of 8-2-1 in the month of March. Uh, the Lightning, I said on the last show that this Panthers game uh, was basically a determine, I think, in my mind, and it pretty much has proved it thus far, that they were going to be the top dogs. Uh, it was a close game. They did win 5-3 in that game. But I, the lightning for that, for them to win that game, that was a statement to pretty much say to not only the Florida Panthers, who are definitely one of the most surprising teams this season, and to the rest of the division, that, all right, you guys are you know on the up and coming. And we recognize that. And we probably took you lightly here and there throughout the season. But we are still the number one team in this division as well as in this state. So the Lightning, I think when we look back at it, look at the season, I think the Lightning, this will be one of the games that the Lightning 
uh, as Lightning fans can look back on and say, this is when the Lightning really started to turn the corner and get in playoff shape and get ready. So coming into this game as well, uh, the Lightning are 3-0 and coming into this game out against Dallas, outscoring them 11-3 to on the season. Uh, Vasilevsky, as you, as we all know at this point, is on a crazy win streak. He comes into this game 11-0 with a save percentage of 9-3-8 in his last 11, uh, with an overall record on the season of 23-1, and uh, save percentage of 9-3-3 and three shutouts. Uh, one of the other stories from this game is Ryan McDonough did not play in this game. He was day-to-day, so we'll just have to keep, keep an eye on him, but it's good. You know, it's not a bad thing at this point in the season to kind of have these injuries just because it's kind of expected, especially from a player like McDonough, who plays a very tough, gritty game, who puts his body out on the line uh, more than any player on this team does, which, you know, it's not that's not a slap on in the face to any other players, just how Ryan McDonough has played his career, uh, you know, just how he's played what his playing style is in general. So, you know, you're bound to happen. with injuries like that with McDonough. And, you know, as long as he's back for the playoffs, not a problem. And the Lightning are winning games, and they're on a pretty good winning streak right now. or uh, Just on a pretty good roll in general in the month of May, uh, March. So not a bad thing, especially with the young talent that they have in, in Cal Foot, who I love. I, I think he does so many good things. And he's just waiting for that one breakout game in which he is just going to go off. And that's really going to kind of catapult him whether it's this year or most likely next year uh that's definitely going to catapult him towards kind of like what we're going to see from him throughout his NHL career and I think if I had to predict the kind of player that Cal Foot is before we get into the recap I really think that Cal Foot's going to be kind of more of an offensive version of what we see out of Hedman He's going to be pretty solid on the defensive end, but offensively, especially with the booming slap shot that he has from the blue line, I think we could definitely see some pretty impressive offensive numbers from Cal Foot in the future, uh, most likely starting next season. And it also depends on where Coach Cooper could potentially fit him, you know, because this is a very stacked team. And they're, they're you know, the. Maybe he'll get moved up in the lines, but I, I think that, you know, maybe eventually seeing him paired up with like a Mikhail Sergachev, but I think Sergachev eventually will play himself up to the first line. Uh, but I, I think right now, I think with Sergachev on the second, I could definitely see Cal Foot in, in the future uh, playing himself up to that line alongside Sergachev on the other side. So let's just jump into it. Uh, as you all know, if you haven't, if you've been following the show already, we recap games afterwards. Depending on the importance of the game and the action with throughout the game, we're basically gonna go whether really in depth or we're just kind of gonna you know highlight the important parts of the game. Uh, in this game, not a lot of offense. Like I said before, the Lightning won this one two one. Um, pretty much what you would have expected from a matchup from them and Dallas. Basically, if you remember what happened last season, well, in the Stanley Cup Finals, the Dallas Stars pretty much play the kind of style of, they, they play sort of a neutral zone, blue line trap, um, really kind of just wear you down physically and wait for their time to strike. Uh, they do have their moments where they really show their offensive prowess, but um, 
other than that, really just the Lightning, the key to this game for them when they go in and they play against Dallas is just stay, stay patient. The opportunities will open up and eventually Dallas will wear themselves out as we've seen throughout the entire Stanley Cup Finals last season as well as in the three previous meetings leading up to this game. So Tampa Bay just had to stay patient, wait for the opportunities to open up and just outskate them. And that's basically what happened in this game. Uh, I kind of would have expected with how things went in the second period that we were going to see more goals going forward in the third. Obviously, that wasn't the 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 case here, but you know what? Regardless, um, still a good win. So at 4.32, Dallas scores their first goal of the game, goal by Hintz. Uh, not a bad goal. I mean, Vasilevsky didn't really do anything wrong. He was just kind of left on 101. I think he was surprised that Hintz had so much room to work with that low in the slot uh mistake from Calfoot, my guy ironically came a little bit too high uh in the slot allowing him to just basically just skate around him which you know that uh, foot will clean that up as he continues to develop and i'm not too worried about that not really a thing that we see that he does or a mistake that he makes quite often so you know lightning fans shouldn't worry too much about that if they were i'm not worried at all so uh, Dallas has the early lead, uh, one nothing in the first period. Um, the one th- and, and and kind of a funny thing with that is that this was Dallas's first lead uh, against Tampa Bay since uh, the first period of Game Five of the last year's Stanley Cup Finals. So that just proves just how dominant Tampa has been over Dallas, and really for the most part has owned them uh, since the the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, Tampa always plays Dallas well. That's just the way it's gone. Uh, Dallas has never really been an overly very good offensive team. So when you have a team like that, you know, they, they say that good defense wins over good offense. But I think when you have teams like this where, I mean, it's been no secret that Tampa for the last five seasons, I guess, going now, they are probably one of, if not the best offensive, uh, most powerful, power scoring teams in the National Hockey League. But you saw right after this goal that it was not at all a big deal. Tampa, they weren't scrambling. They weren't worried. They have been in this situation more than a dozen times. Uh, this isn't the same team that we've seen last season. They, I mean, last season, we might have seen some sort of, I, I guess, forced, them trying to force too many too many opportunities, uh, kind of trying to be too fine, but they were they were relaxed, cool, calm, and collective throughout this entire game, and that's the thing that has really impressed me throughout this season. And you know what, winning a cup will do that, and so they 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 have really been able to adapt to kind of tough situations uh, through throughout this um, you know this season, which is really good to see, and that will definitely play a big factor uh, once the Stanley Cup playoffs rolls around. Um, the one thing that really stuck, sticks out to me in the three times that they have played Dallas, including this time, this being the fourth matchup these two teams have had, is just I hate playing Dallas. I hate seeing Tampa play Dallas. It's just because of the jerseys, uh, those 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 brutal like it, it's just been brutal to watch. You know, it, it is to some degree a distraction between the reverse retros that they have, the all-white ones with the white gloves and all-white everything. It's, you kind of just, this team sort of disappears into the ice. And then on the other hand, you have the blackout neon green ones that are just bad. It's just like a bad carbon copy of what the Lightning 
have with their blackout jerseys, which are really nice. They're clean. Uh, they have kind of like the grayness to them, but I would like to see them maybe do something else with that. But yeah, just Dallas is just needs to just pack it up and just figure something out because those jerseys are brutal and it's and it's making away teams. And I don't I don't know if there's any people that live in the Dallas area or in Texas and you know know people that are Dallas Stars fans and and maybe think differently. I would love to hear from you guys. Of course, as always, as you are always um, enthusiastic about your feedback towards the show. So moving on to the second period, the Stamkos goal at 8.08, his 16th of the season, ties things up. A power play goal. What a surprise, Steven Stamkos scoring on a power play goal. It seems like probably 90% of Stamkos' goals that he has uh, are on the power play. That just proves just how vital of a scorer he is. Um, stereotypical one-timer, something that we, we normally see out of Stamkos. Uh, something that I don't think he gets enough credit for. You know, obviously, uh, Alexander Ovechkin is who really gets a lot of attention for, you know, kind of making that his his office over there in the circle. But, I mean, Stamkos is just as good. It's just, you know, a lot of people are going to... It's just the way the hockey media works. Uh, Washington is always going to get more credit and more attention than Tampa Bay is. You know, even, you know, I complained about it early on in the season, uh, even in the offseason right after they won the Cup, that... When Tampa won the cup, they everyone was like, yay. And then a week later, nobody cared. And it was just like, you know, what the hell, man? So, but it is what it is. You know, the Lightning just have to, you know, walk quietly and carry a big stick. Uh, so on the power play, and this is kind of attributed to what I said before with just Tampa knowing how to handle themselves in certain situations. And that is uh, they do a very good job on the power plays. And this is something that has kind of just evolved over time with them is that they stay patient, but they don't make too many passes. They wait for the best shot, but they're not overpassing to where Dallas has enough time to kind of break up the passes and break up the play. So uh, something that I hopefully they continue to do. I would love them to kind of carry that momentum on the power play into the playoffs. And I mean, the power play has really worked for them and, because you know it kind of a lot of the mistakes they in which they give up goals they kind of have been able to kind of clean that up with their PK as well as their just their special teams in general so uh would love to see Tampa kind of carry that momentum and that that play and that success on the power play especially uh into the playoffs so moving on a little later on at 12:44 Yanni Gord is 12th goal of the season to give Tampa their first lead of the game and which would basically be the final nail in the coffin for, for, for Dallas for the rest of the game. Really, Dallas uh, didn't put up much of a fight in this game. They they had some good opportunities, but it wasn't where they had really had to make Vasilevsky's life any more difficult. But so, I mean, that's just how it is. That's just the kind of team that Dallas is. They kind of, like I stated before, they just wait for the other team to kind of get worn down, and then that's when they strike and... Tampa's not going to fall into that trap. They're too experienced and too good to to do that. So, uh, lucky bounce here uh, on the the rush. Yanni Gord shooting it, and he collects his own rebound right in front of him. I mean, it doesn't get much luckier than that. He has two defenders in front of him, and Kadobin doesn't see it on on the second shot attempt. Uh, Gord extends his goal streak to four games, which is you know great to see a guy like that. You definitely want to get these supporting players. I wouldn't really call Yanni Gord a supporting player at this point. I, I think he's more of 
the main cast kind of guys. I think last year we could have called him a supporting player, but um, really, I guess like the best, you know, obviously when we talk about the best players on this team, that's Point, Hedman, and Stammer. Uh, and then, you know, Palak, Gord, and, you know, all, I, I mean, the list goes on. So I, I guess Gord is in that top five of best players on the team. Skaters-wise, I'm not talking about, obviously, Vasilevsky is going to be in that top five um, if you're counting the entire roster. But yeah, so, I mean, Tampa Tampa goes on to win 2-1. Not really an eventful game. Kind of, like I said, the game was over in the second period after that. So, uh, first team in the NHL with 50 points. Tampa's record now is 24-6-2. Vasilevsky, the big story, uh, extends his win streak to 12 straight games. Uh, third longest streak by a goaltender ever in NHL in an NHL season, NHL history. Uh, the other two goalies that he tied with with 12 straight is Marty Brodeur during the 97-98 season and Ross Brooks during the 73-74 season. Uh, the record all-time is 14. I don't see a reason as to why not. You know, if you're asking yourself, can this be done? I don't see why not. I think this is the best we've ever seen Vasilevsky play. He just looks so calm and just so stoic in the crease that there no save is too big for him or, or, you know, is not, I just think that he is just at the top of his game, the peak of his powers. And uh, when it's all said and done, this is definitely going to be a season in which we're going to look back on, on Vasilevsky's career to where he really cemented himself as the top dog in the league. And if, if not, he, if he, if he wasn't before, I think last year, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a little bit about how, you know, I'm going to continue to harp on the fact that I think he got robbed in the Vezina Trophy uh, race last season and why he will probably most likely, unless something ridiculous happens, um, that he'll, he'll pick up the hardware this year. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about one of our sponsors, one of our many sponsors that we have the pleasure of having. And that is Locker Room. We talked about them before. Locker Room uh is the streaming app it's the first social auto audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download once you're in you could talk with me other fans athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport i'll be hosting rooms for locked on lightning uh in the near future it'll probably be during uh games whether you know we'll probably do a game we'll probably do like a period here and there uh, we won't do entire games. So, yes, you could finally join in on the conversation. You could listen to listen on the app when we uh, when we do get things ball rolling. So keep an eye on that. Obviously, you know, follow our social media pages for that. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room to watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on Locked on Lightning, so keep an eye out for that uh, through our locker room conversations. Be sure to join me soon, like I said. So go download the free locker room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join the whatever group you would like to. You know, it's not just exclusive to Locked on Lightning. It's it's all the Locked on shows, so Locked on Buccaneers, Locked on Rays, baseball season's right around the corner. Bucks are making tons of moves right now, so go ahead and listen to that and be in on the action. So I know you won't, you know, I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live in the near future. Like I said, I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Lightning. See you there, locker room, changing the way we talk sports. 
Alrighty, so now on to our another sponsor. It is Built Bar. If you've been listening to the show for a while now, you know all about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best pro- tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Uh, in the spirit of March Madness, Built Bar has been launching a campaign for people like you and I for us to vote on who is the best tasting protein bar that they have in their arsenal. Today's matchup is coconut brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake. Would love to see lemon almond cheesecake win that one. I am a sucker for cheesecake. So go to BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore or at bar underscore bill. I always butcher that on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order. That is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at billbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. Alrighty. So moving on to our next segment of the day, our, our second and last segment of the day. Um, the burning question, the, the question that I pretty much answered at the beginning of the season, the question that I think all Lightning fans at this point in the season have the answer to. Um, I, I I don't see a scenario ever as the season winds down as to where the scenario could change, but we have to talk about it just because of the drama is the Vezina Trophy race. Now, Andre Vasilevsky, like I said before, is having one of the best seasons I think he has ever had. You know, the numbers are a little lower than what we're accustomed to. But, you know, given the circumstances of the season, the length of the season, just how dominant he has been, the, the win streak, new career high, franchise record, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any argument against why he shouldn't be the Vezina Trophy winner. Uh, if you are a listener, if you if you have been a listener of this show since last season, you know last season I was just going on and on about why he deserved to be the Vezina Trophy winner. And of course, as we all know by now, that is not the case. He ended up coming, I believe, in second place. I, I mean, I don't know the standings at this point. I really don't care. All I know is that the fact of the matter is is that he did not win the Vezina Trophy, falling short to Connor Hellbuck. Now, the reasoning as to why that happened, uh, for some of you that may not know, is because, yes, it, it, the case that was made at the time in the media, when I say the media, I mean the writers that voted on this, was that, or I guess just the general thought process throughout this was that, Connor Hellebuck, his numbers weren't as, I guess, sexy, if you want to call them, as Andre Vasilevsky's. But the fact of the matter is was that he basically carried that Winnipeg Jets team into the playoffs. Or I don't even, like I said, I really don't care at this point. The fact is, is that he basically gave him a chance to be in the discussion for the playoffs at the end of the season. I understand that that argument and that logic to a certain extent. And I kind of have mentioned this and kind of poked at this in the past. And this, especially when we had the conversation here on the show a while back as to why Victor Hedman didn't win the Norris trophy last year, 
with Roman Yossi kind of, uh, coming in first and you know winning it over Victor Hedman. I the NHL award voting and and it, which is really annoying is that and we see it in the NBA to a certain extent too is that the best players don't win the the trophies at their respective positions. The best goalie in the league doesn't always win the Vezina. The the best defenseman doesn't always win. The best the best goal score well the best goal scorer, yeah, obviously numbers wise for sure, but the the best player in the league doesn't always win. Um hockey is a great sport and it, it's a love hate in terms of the how you measure success in this game because it's very subjective. So certain people this year, for example, might think that Vasilevsky is hands down, like yours truly, is hands down the best goaltender in the league and deserves to be the Vezina Trophy winner. On the other hand, other individuals, and I am sure this will come up at some point, will think that Philip Grubauer or Mark andre Fleury are more deserving of the Vezina Trophy. And I think the more likely argument would be Philip Grubauer. I don't think that I don't think that really Mark Andre Fleury is going to be the case. There will be a case to be made for him, but I don't think it will be as polarizing or as argumentative or at this point I'm just making up words just disgust as Philip Grubauer's. So Let's look at the numbers for Vazzy, and then we'll look at we'll discuss the numbers for Grubauer and Flurry, as well as their team records, because that will be taken into account at this point in the season. So if the season were to end today, the Tampa Bay Lightning would win the President's Trophy. Uh, Vasilevsky would, through 25 games played, he would have a record of 21-3-1, with a save percentage of 9-3-3 and three shutouts. Grubauer... Uh, we'll have a record of 19-7-0 with a save percentage of 9-3-0 and five shutouts. Marc-Andre Fleury, a record of 16-6-0 with a save percentage of 9-3-1 and four shutouts. Uh, the Avalanche's record is 28-3 with 43 points. Mark, uh, the, the Golden Knights is 22 9 and no, that's a seven. Sorry, twenty-two, seven, and one with forty-five points. I I think that the only, I yes, like I I think Grubauer will come in second just because the argument will be made, and I'm sure my Locked On NHL co-host slash host of Locked On Avalanche, uh, Chris Masilli, the art will make this argument is the fact that. The there was a lot of unknown, or I guess just more tension surrounding the goalie situation. There has been talk throughout the entire season uh, about the goalie situation in Colorado. Uh, whereas, really, we have you know the two-headed monster in in Vegas, and pretty much where Vegas was at this point in the season was almost expected to where. The where um, Colorado is right now in the standings is, I think everyone expected, including yours truly, for them to really just run away 
with that division and really make a, a strong challenge for the President's Trophy, and that hasn't been the case. And Philip Grobauer, in, in a season where Avalanche have had their fair share of injuries to their star players, most notably Nathan McKinnon and Gabriel Landeskog, uh, and Kyle McCarr, um, he has really been their saving grace and has really catapulted that team and really kept them, I guess, you know, from capsizing. Um, having said that, the absolute tear that Andre Vasilevsky is on, you cannot look at that and look at where the Lightning have struggled throughout the season. Because at one point, having granted, yes, there was a kind of a large difference in the games played between the teams in this division. But at one point in the season, let's not remember a couple of weeks back, the Lightning were sitting in third, fourth place in the division. Now, all things considered, that would have been a huge disappointment, I believe, among Lightning fans and from yours truly. I, I would have expected, and I said on this show when we did our preview of the season, that I thought not only the Lightning were going to win this division, they were going to run away with it, absolutely blow all the other teams out of the water, and now it's starting to look like that. But, and, and, and a large part of that as to kind of keep the lightning at where they were because they have struggled. Let's make no, no mistake about it. There was times a couple of weeks ago where I was actually worried that they might, they weren't going to make the playoffs. I was looking at teams like Florida and Carolina and even Nashville at a certain point and saying to myself, oh my God, the lightning aren't going to make the playoffs or they might finish in fourth. And that would have been a huge disappointment. I think a division title, especially, I, I think even a, a President's Trophy, it, it would. I think at this point it would have been a President's Trophy and a division title or disappointment, especially with what they had with them in the division. And a huge part of that success to this year's record and to where the Lightning are right now, like I stated at the top, uh, at the top of the show or right after the recap, whenever, they are the best team in the NHL right now. Their record and their points prove it 100% and 100% of the reasoning why as to where they are right now is because of number 88 Andre Vasilevsky is hands down without a doubt the best goaltender in the National Hockey League right now and if he is not rewarded for that for his performance and for what he has done for this team this year and in and the way he has played against other teams in this division I think we need to destroy and burn down the whole voting system because if that does not happen, if he does not walk away with at least some individual hardware this year from the regular season, I think it would be a travesty. So I I, I think I, I, I am, if you had to ask me right now what my confidence level would be with where Vasilevsky stands uh, to where he would be walking away with the Vezina Trophy at the end of the season, I would say 99%. The reason why that 1% is missing from there is because of what happened last season. The NHL loves to reward players for what they've done in the past, not necessarily what they've done in the season. Or loves to pity players is to say, you know, well, you guys faced a lot this year and, and you deserve it more. Or they, they, the, the, the problem with the, the award voting, and, and especially if this happens this season, the NH, 
if, if Vasilevsky does not win it, we'll definitely see it. And this will be the major reasoning is, and I'll finish up my little rant right here is because the NHL, not only just with the Vezina, every, every trophy for the most part loves to award and loves to take empathy into consideration. And I think that's absolute BS. I think you look at the stats, you look at what they've done as opposed to what their team has done and how responsible they are for that and how big of a part they are. And that's the way it should be. So, all right, so we'll, that, that's my little spiel. We'll wait and see how that shapes up for the rest of the season. I really think that it's it's really just a matter of how how well he finishes out the season. If by some craziness he, he tends to trail off at the end of the season and his performance really starts to go down the tube, <clears throat> I think that maybe we'll have a little bit of a we'll, – we'll start to worry then. All right, so before we want, uh, we we wrap up the show, let's talk about our last sponsor of the day, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and most importantly, the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you could imagine. Go ahead and place that bet on Vasilevsky to win the Vezina before the odds uh, start to kind of change and and really favor him if they're not already. Uh, head to the website right now or go on your cell phone and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. All right, time to wrap things up. So the, yes, the Lightning are at the, I, I guess they're on the top of the mountain. You know, the first time I have really been able to confidently say that all season long for this team. You know, there was times where in the beginning of the season, really, we thought they were going to be dominating. Uh, that hasn't been the case, obviously, you know, for last couple of months. You know, the losses in what, you know, they don't lose often, but when they have, it hasn't really been pretty. They haven't really looked like the team. They really have looked like now up to this point. When they win, they're, they're, it's such a weird uh, Jekyll and Hyde moment when they have. When they lose, they, they don't, they're not the same team. And, and when they win, they look like the class of the NHL. They look like the defending Stanley Cup champions. So hopefully they continue their winning ways going forward as they, get, as they play their next game on Friday night, 8.30 against Dallas. And then they got Carolina on excuse me uh dallas the dallas game is tomorrow night actually excuse me at 8 30 and then they have carolina on saturday and then they have columbus next week on tuesday night 7 p.m at home at the amelie uh to wrap up the month of march so go ahead and tune in to those games uh when they are played and of course we will always have recaps and episodes out more often. Like I've stated on past episodes, and I really mean it, uh, we're going to start picking up the volume of the show. Uh, things have been kind of just busy uh, outside of the show for me, but um, you know, I'm I really want to get back into the swing of things. I miss doing this with you guys. I miss uh, you know uh, coming here on a daily basis talking about lightning hockey. So we're really going to make good on our promise this time and really come back with a vengeance and, and swing it up. I really think uh, to make it up to you guys, I would really love 
to kind of just go every single day. And I know that sounds crazy, but just with the way the schedule lines up and just with everything going on in Lightning Land and as we kind of look towards the the playoffs in the coming months, uh, the Lightning are definitely going to look to amp things up and get in that playoff groove if they haven't already. I really think they are. And I, and I really am confident that Vasilevsky could very well uh, tie the record, if not break it, for the most consecutive wins by a goaltender. We'll just have to wait and see. I think the key to that is Cooper resting him at certain points uh, going forward to kind of give him some rest and feel recharged as he goes along without him cooling down. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you on that.